0: Welcome to this episode of the Fortline Social Podcast. Uh, today, we've got Rihanna Keane, um, and we're going to have a nice, easy conversation, It's lovely chilled out lockdown afternoon. So, like i said, we'll try really? and get it out of the way as early as possible, but how's yep. your lockdown been?
1: My lockdown, do you know what? It's actually been a bit of a blessing, I think. Having this, like, downtime has actually been quite nice. I've worked on me quite a lot, like mentally, physically, I've like just put everything to the side for a little bit, all the pressures of life. Because I think it's quite easy to get overwhelmed and like put yourself into so much pressure and feel like you have to be working like all the time when it just it doesn't work like that, like we're in a pandemic. So do you know what? As awful as it's been for a lot of people and I know people have lost their jobs, but for me personally, it's been a bit of a blessing. I think I've like, yeah, I think I've benefited benefited
0: from it quite well to be honest what about you um not bad i mean i'm mm. i'm sort of a pub manager as my normal job so oh, okay. i've been off work since november um yeah but getting to do a lot of frontline line social stuff has been great good. to fill the gap yeah. so we've been reviewing lots of different bands and stuff like that and mm-hmm. obviously now we've moved into the podcast thing as well um mm-hmm. so have you found it really good creatively if you got a lot of opportunity to do a lot more writing and stuff
1: yeah, 100%. I found a lot of people want to like um, collaborate much more, which is good. It's probably something I wouldn't have done um, before lockdown. And if we hadn't had a lockdown, I think a lot of people are reaching out to work with others, um, like songwriting ideas, like feature vocalists. like. So yeah, I found that I've been a lot more creative than I probably would have been if I was working, because I work part-time as well, um, if I was working and busy with the realities of like normal life. I wouldn't have got half the stiff done. So, yeah, I found I've been, I think I've used my time quite wisely. Let's just say that. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, it's yeah. one of those, I think it's one of those things where it, when everything else stops, it does give you that opportunity to to sort of see what's left when everything else finishes. 100%. 100%. So, have you to write, so, you say you've worked on yourself. Have you done anything yeah. sort of non creatively that's helped sort of? With the rest of the I, and stuff? I've turned
1: into a bit of like a nature freak. So, like, I'm literally walking so much. Like, I have ordered a load of like gym equipment and I would never do that. Like, Rihanna Keen before lockdown would be like, what? Like, but I've just used this time to just, yeah, just like, I really enjoy it. It's something that I've like found a little passion for. Um, just being grateful for the outside world, I think. I think there's a lot of people. Um, i really grateful for just getting outside and I'm lucky that I've got a nice garden, I live in a nice open area. Um, yeah, that's what I've been really enjoying apart from doing music and stuff and um, just getting out and just going on nice walks and finding new spots and stuff.
0: Well, I've been right back to the start. So obviously mm-hmm. leave, leave, leave the modern day for the moment. How mm-hmm. did you get started? Like how's your journey been from the moment you kind of knew you wanted to do this?
1: Yeah, so I started off, let's go back to like secondary school time. Um, and I always knew during school, I I, did, I enjoyed academics, but I just knew it wasn't for me. Didn't enjoy English, maths, like didn't do bad at it. I just knew that I don't want to go and pursue this. I don't want to go to uni and do geography. Just wasn't for me. Um, and all my friends were very... Um, very academic, very clever. And I felt like a little bit of the odd one out. I was kind of like the one with jazz hands, like wanting to run off to the music room and sing Skyfall and like do all this like random stuff. And then I went to a girl's school and we do like um, musical theatre shows, but obviously it's hard because we're in a girl's school. So like I played the man for one of the shows and like, even though I didn't really get a glimpse into what it would be like professionally, I kind of knew I enjoyed it. And I felt like I had like a little bit of a place in um in school and you know, like something that kind of kept me busy. And I think just from there, then I started getting asked asked to do like little singing roles. I had like a brilliant singing teacher, and I think I found that like this is what I want to do. And um, from there I kind of like heard of Boa. I don't know if you know Boa. Yes, um, yeah. And well, I, was, like, I did yeah. do a little
0: bit of research as well, so it's not involved,
1: Oh did you but, yeah. <laughs> um well from there I was kind of like I want to do musical theatre like I want to be on stage dance and singing triple threat that's what I want to do so um fortunately I got into Boa and I did musical theatre for two years I think I kind of found from there um I don't know I just found that I didn't want to be told what to do and kind of like a group scenario it's all about teamwork in like musical theatre and like you kind of bounce off each other and I was like I want to do my own thing like this isn't for me I want to sing differently um and I think yeah I think that's kind of where it kind of blossomed if I go back to the beginning my mum and dad have always said my mum's always said like even since I was in a tummy she'd go to like um the prenatal classes and stuff and they'd like have music on and like she's always said I don't know if it's true that I was like kicking in the stomach like dancing to like the music and then I think ever since I came out I go to like um is it like the postnatal classes and stuff and like the tambourine. I just like picked it up and I just loved it and I had a ball. So I think it's always been in my nature music. Um I've always been dancing singing. We used to go for like a curry on a Saturday night and I'd do a show in front of everyone in the curry house. Um so yeah, just little things like that. And I think that's it's always been there. It's, it's in my it's in my blood. I think a few of my family members um have got a bit of a music gene in them. So I think yeah, I think I've just always had it. I it's always I've always wanted to do it. Um there's never been anything else I've wanted to do really.
0: So yeah. Well, it's nice to hear that you kind mm-hmm. of, you know, it's not um it's not like a force thing or it's not something that you felt getting out of you either, you know, by life. No, no, like no. Crushing it down. Oh my gosh. I'm no, sorry, not at were, all. when you were when you were like younger, starting off, who who were mm-hmm. the people that you listened to most? Who were your major influences?
1: Well, to be honest, when I was younger, I didn't I didn't really listen to like a lot of people. It was mainly a lot of musical theatre, if I'm honest. It's because I was kind of in that environment. Yeah. I um and everyone around me was like listening to new repertoire all the time. So I was constantly, and that's how I knew I didn't enjoy it because I was trying to like research and like find out things rather than it just coming naturally to me. Um so honestly, it wasn't until I'd say about 16, 17 was when I finally like found my like influence of people, which was like Amy Winehouse. Um I loved Adele when I was younger. And I went through a phase of people telling me I actually sung like her because I listened to her that much. Um, But I'd say them too, my dad's a massive like band fan. So like, and I've grown up in an Irish background as well. So I've always had like Irish music um, since growing up. But I think Adele, Amy Winehouse, um, Lily Allen is a massive one as well that I used to listen to when I was a bit younger. And I think they've all had a bit of, they've all sparked something in my voice
0: today, I think. Well, I think yeah, I think yeah. it feeds into like the kind of artists that they are as much as their sound. So obviously they're mm-hmm. very sort of self-generated. Like there's, yeah. they are their own people, and they've got a very yeah. clear image which you definitely seem to have. Like you've got a very yeah. clear idea of what you want to sound like I feel. But um, mm-hmm. I agree. so speaking of that, how does that start off then when it comes to sort of songwriting for you? How does your process go?
1: My process, so oh, it, it depends really. So I've got, I use my notes on my phone a lot. So I've literally got, I've got hundreds on there, hundreds of little ideas, little like, um, if I'm feeling like a certain emotion, like everyone does, I just literally just write it down, get it off my chest and am feeling angry, happy, overwhelmed. Um, and I think from there, I play, a little bit of guitar not very well so I do use what I know to kind of help me but I use a lot of um beats on YouTube to be honest with you like a lot of um lo-fi beats like just a lot of R&B um Amy Winehouse style beats and I just use that and honestly most of the time I freestyle it so I will record my phone recording my voice memos and um, just sing just sing anything that comes to mind. And I, I like to, like, re- more recently, I go off melodies more than lyrics. So I start off with, like, a nice, groovy melody that's a bit different. Um, and then I kind of, like, go back and I'm like, right, let's try and make it make sense. Let's piece it together. And then go from there. Um, and then when we could, I'd get together with my band and then we kind of, like, work things out um, and, like, make it sound a bit groovier. But that's really how it goes. It's more it changes changes all the time it honestly like there's no i don't think there's any right or wrong with songwriting i think you you either do it one way or you do it another way there's no yeah there's no real way to it i don't think think it should be free
0: it's covered like you go from yeah lyrics to melody to melody to lyrics and then so how how does it how does it feel for you writing sort of with a band do you go to them with a pretty big idea of what you want to do or do you just let it bleed in and out
1: I so to be honest, I would record um like a little demo um just with my mic and stuff um with like the the type beat that I found online and honestly I just send it to them when we get together and we just kind of like jam it out and if it works it works and if it doesn't we'll just kind of work around it but um I always have the song kind of written before I go to them um because I think with songwriting it's quite it's quite personal. I think, so I, I don't like songwriting in front of other people. I don't know why I find it quite awkward because it's like, oh, these are my feelings, like um, so yeah, I like to have it pretty done, pretty solid before I go to them and then kind of jam it out like just they they listen to it for a couple couple of days, and then we all get together and just yeah, just have a crack at it, but um it's quite it's, it's a fun process. I really do miss it, but it's fun, it's something I'll be grateful for. We can go back
0: to it. Well, speaking I of think. the back to normality thing, um, mm. obviously, like everybody that I speak to, you're going to be missing the performance side of things. Um, mm. How do you feel about the Birmingham scene? Like, Do you feel like there's enough venues for the right level for you to get access to and that kind of thing?
1: Um, the Birmingham scene is um, its very indie. A lot of um, indie bands, which isn't a great thing. I appreciate indie music, absolutely love it. But I don't think there's enough female um, soul, R&B kind of singers. Um, and I think I do, personally, I think the venues, um, I don't know, just like... If I if I perform at the Sunflower Lounge, I don't feel like it fits me as an artist. I don't know why. I just think the vibe isn't there. I couldn't appreciate it. I love the Sunflower Lounge gig there so many times, um, but I think there's a difference between like gigging in London at like a jazz bar. We don't really have that in Birmingham. I think it'd be nice to get like a jazz um, kind of. I don't know. Like I don't even know what the jazz bar in London's called. That I'm thinking of. like Ronnie Scott's. I know you've got the Jam House, the Jam House, which is similar. I think more of like a Ronnie Scott vibe, like chill with a cocktail, like that kind of vibe. I think more of a female and male, like stripped back or like full band jazz vibe. I think that's what we need. I think there's a lot of indie, indie bands and rock bands. And I think it's nice to break it up a bit sometimes, especially in Birmingham.
0: Because we try, I'm trying to build up a picture so everybody that I'm speaking to, I'm kind of asking that question. Okay, like, where because we can view it as we view the scene from like a consumer's perspective or kind mm-hmm. of like somebody who writes about you know the industry and stuff as a whole. Yeah, it's nice to hear about what the actual artists think of it. And I think you've definitely yeah. done something there that does seem to be like. Like a theming of the venues almost, they all seem to yeah. have the sort of same ethos about them where it does more fit the indie mm. vibe. Um, yeah, it really definitely.
1: does. It really does. because um, yeah. I know that
0: I mean, when I was a kid, which is going back, I do remember we did have a Ronnie Scott's in Birmingham way, way back, really? but it's been gone for years, and there oh, was as well, which is also gone. But the, the like you say, yeah. the kind of jazz, there used to be a thing in the symphony hall um it used to be called rush hour jazz or something and but that okay. it was literally played on like the steps in the foyer so even then oh, as much as they were man. counting for it it wasn't really a thing but nonetheless. yeah um so yeah kind of where would you this is going to sound like a job interview question so i do apologize yeah. but where do you see yourself in five years sort of ideal terms where do you want to be and then also mm-hmm. you know where do you think it's going to carry on the back of sort of covid and everything else
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So five years... I've got two plans. So first plan is my ideal plan. Um, so first plan is to live comfortably off my music, um, not have a part-time job, be able to just live my life with my band, with a band. I mean... Um, and hopefully doing tours. I would love to do bigger tours, but even if they're smaller tours and like smaller um, venues around the UK, I would, and even Europe, I'd be delighted. Um, That's why I would love to be in five years to have the music that I've wrote this past year, two years, to be out um, and yeah, just absolutely like living my life. I think to live comfortably, off music is is the dream I think for a lot of people but that's what I'd love absolutely love and then plan B I've always had um a bit of a love for like music therapy and like um over the past year this has definitely grown with like mel- well being and like mental like mental well being basically so I'd love to have my own little um like business and that um alongside doing music of course but you can't can't predict the future can you um wow, but no, that's I'm something sure. that yeah. So that's my little plan, which I'm doing a few courses in at the minute in a, to get like a little mental health um, certificate under my belt. So, yeah, that's that's the plan. But plan A is the main one to live. to live my life, songwriting to my heart's content um, singing to my heart's content. And yeah, just just having a ball. I think that's all I want to be able to travel as well.
0: Yeah so I think I think the the well the lockdown as a whole and sort of covid has kind of shown mm-hmm. what happens when you take those central things out things that you never Definitely. thought never from life so like you yeah, like, so like, know like I know um yeah. so who would you kind of if you go with plan A um mm-hmm. who would you want to emulate as an artist so mm-hmm. obviously we've talked about who influenced you when you were younger but where do you look at who do you look at and go yeah if I could have that whether it's what they produce or the level of success they've had or whatever it might be.
1: Um, I've got two. So uh, Georgia Smith, probably because she lives so close to home. Um, she lives about 20 minutes away from me. And for her, it literally just started off as a passion. I know that she put a few tracks on SoundCloud that got picked up by Drake. And then from that, she's literally just turned into like one of the biggest artists in the world. Um. And I think because she's so close to home, I think it gives me like almost more of a push to like want to do it. Um, Yeah, I just, her music's amazing. She's like stayed true to herself, I think. Um, So her, and then also Mahalia. I don't know if you know Mahalia. Um, She's like an R&B kind of singer. She went to BOA. She was about two years above me at um, college. And I think also because she's so close to home, and she's absolutely just smashing it. Like I saw, she was on like Jimmy Kimmel the other day, and I'm like, what? Like it's absolutely crazy. So I think them two girls, they're so young as well. I think they've they've put the graft in, um, and it's obviously worked out for them. So I think I'd say them two, Georgia Smith and Mahalia. Um, this kind
0: of speaks to the right that something must be happening in the right direction in sort of Birmingham and the local area that you've got like, young, up-and-coming female artists that are getting the, like, the correct levels of exposure?
1: I'd say so. Something must be happening. I know I spoke about that there's a lot of, like, indie in Birmingham, but I guess it just takes the right person to to spot someone a bit different um, in the crowd and kind of pick up on them. I guess that that's probably what's happened to them. And I think Mahalia was from Leicester, but still, it's not
0: it's not far but down the road. Home, otherwise, it's still... Yeah, sort of- that- I know it's supposed to be East Midlands, but we'll still claim it. Yeah. Yet, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think... favorite... No, go on, go on. No,
1: no, I was just going to say, I think it just takes just to be a little bit different in a crowd. And yeah, just someone to say, right, you're the one, I'm taking you, come on. I think it's just, it's just, it's just a bit of luck, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it's the, I mean, sort of feeding into the next question about kind of mm. social media and how that works. I mean, I always see it as like a double-edged sword. So you get the option to sort of control it yourself a little bit you can work on your own promotion but then obviously it makes music kind of more disposable in a way I mean how do you feel Mm. about social media in general
1: social I think social media has got a lot of pros and cons um I think as an artist um I think you need it as much as sometimes I don't want it and I want to get rid of everything because I'm spending six hours a day on there I think, honestly, like, as an artist, if you want to, if you're upcoming or you want to start out with music, I think even TikTok, like, TikTok is, my family, every day, like, Rihanna, upload more videos because the amount of people that are literally blowing up from, like, the most random, and it's literally just 60 seconds of a video, like, I think social media in this day and age is, it's just needed. I think you need to have it, and I think if you're using it wisely and you're using it to create content and to grow, I think it could be really good. Um, and I need to take that advice on board and, like, maybe start using the features a bit more and using TikTok a bit more and use, maybe using stories a bit more. But, yeah, it, it's it's a hard one because you don't want to spend all your time on there. And sometimes it can be really draining and it can have – it can be a bit of a bad place. But, yeah, social media could go on about it for ages. It's
0: one of those, isn't it, like it gives you the access – but then it yeah. does kind of can feel like a bit of an echo chamber if you're putting it all out mm-hmm. there and nothing seems to be coming back. I suppose that's yeah. kind of the yin and the yang. Yeah, I,
1: th- I think it's easy to compare yourself on social media and that's what I used to do a lot. I used to sit and look at people and be like, well, why why are they doing that and I'm doing this? And then you, you get yourself into a bad state and you have to think, right, we're on completely two different journeys here, like, I'm not you, you're not me, and I think you have to just remind yourself of that, that you just, it's, it's like people, girls looking at, I don't know, pictures of other girls and comparing themselves. To, with music, it's the exact same. The industry is such a competitive place and it's so easy to compare yourself, but something I just need to remind myself quite a lot not to do. <laughs>
0: well, what I think it's like a highlight reel, isn't it, more than anything else? So, you're Mm. always seeing the best of everything that people have got to offer because they don't put their bad days up they put you know
1: exactly exactly Exactly.
0: so i mean with the with that in mind kind of going back Mm -hmm. to normality um where would you want to perform next i mean like obviously everything reopens all back to normal take all the restrictions Mm -hmm. away where would you want to be can I say Glastonbury? <laughs> yeah, man. Those, those oh, honestly,
1: Glastonbury is, like, my dream. Like, I'm manifesting that. Whether it be, I doubt it would be next year, but when's the one after? Is it 2024 or something? I don't know. Uh, they don't do it every year. It's over two years, I think. Um,
0: no, no, probably because I've dropped the last two. I like, so I've only done summers it... as well, so... Yeah. There will, will be one next year, I think.
1: Yeah. But main one Glastonbury but let's keep it local Um, probably I'd love to do the Jam House I've never done the Jam House before on my own I've done it with other singers for gospel night but to do my own original music there the band I think would be absolutely amazing would love to do Ronnie Scott's I know just before it was last year um, my dad somehow connected with a guy that runs it or like works there and we were in the talks of hopefully doing a gig but obviously that hasn't happened. So I'd love to do Ronnie Scott's. Um just as well with the audience there. Like you don't know who's sitting watching you, like, because it's such an amazing place. I could could get lucky. Um, but yeah, probably probably them too. And then of course, um, I was gonna say that the sunflower and stuff, but I've I've done all them. They're already done. But I like to do Mama Roo's in Digworth I think that's a nice, nice little venue. Um and the dark horses are really nice. I'd love to do them all. I'm going to take them for granted now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, get I mean, me anywhere. To, yeah, even the most just basic the, just, things. It's going to be yeah like,
1: to do it. Yeah, exactly. Just get me a gig, and I'll be happy. <laughs> so
0: with that, so with the idea of how, because um, I know there was a moment when you kind of felt that you that it was covers covers was like a, a safe place, um, mm. to form, and then obviously you've now gone like the other way so you want to use your own material what helped and what started that process for you
1: um i think it gets to a point when you're gigging of like realizing that this is what you want to do as a profession um and if i i mean a lot of people do covers if they're in like function bands and stuff and that works but i think um as i was getting older like my style was changing even in terms of like how I looked and how I sounded I think it got to a point where I was kind of like right I need to stop singing back to black Amy Winehouse and I need to start doing my own stuff um and I think yeah I think that just kind of like was a little turning moment for me and I think when people are asking as well like where to find you on social media and stuff and I hadn't really portrayed myself as an artist at that point and that's when I kind of just like started writing little bits and then um yeah, I started maybe like realising that this stuff was actually quite good to post to post to um, perform in like a live scenario. So that was kind of a little, a little moment for me. I think the, as, as growing as an artist, um, then I kind of just realised that maybe I could start performing like as an artist.
0: Yeah. Did it feel like a natural progression or was it kind of like a... It was like a scary moment when you were like, okay, right, this is going to be a bit more bearing of the soul now because I'm singing my own words rather than somebody else's.
1: Um, I remember I used to do, like, four cover songs and then just throw in one original. So I started off like that. So I started quite small. And then I think I just built it up. And then over time, I've kind of done, like, four of my own songs and then just kept um, a cover in there just to, like, throw in... Um, but I'd say it was a natural progression. I think it was something that I just kind of like, I just like learned over time uh, what worked for me. Um, and if I felt comfortable, as long as I like felt comfortable singing the songs and my band were ready and stuff. Um, yeah, definitely a natural progression. I don't think you should force yourself. You don't want to do it. Don't do it. Do whatever you feel right. Cause you're on stage at the end of the day.
0: You're the one that wants to feel comfortable and happy. So yeah. Talking about the, the kind of forcing it element. Do you ever get the sense when you're writing stuff that you kind of, do you start to like throw in things where you're like, that'll sound quite good and that might appeal to this group or that might appeal to this or do you just let it all come out and then what's there is there?
1: I think I just let it all out. I think I probably used to, um, I'm not so much anymore. I don't really like worry what others think anymore, really. I kind of just do my own thing. Um, Yeah, I just kind of, like, let it out and whatever comes out, comes out. And I think the people that I listen to, I've noticed in, like, the past few months, I've been, like, influenced by, I don't know if you know, like, Mac like, people like him. I've been singing. I'm like, oh, this sounds like a chord progression from, like, his music. And I think just, yeah, I've just been throwing in what I've been listening to and, like, all my influences, but I'm not really too worried what other people think. I think as as long as I'm happy at the end of the day, (laughs) You've got to be selfish You've got to be selfish
0: (laughs) Do you feel like your influences have sort of I mean everybody's tastes in music kind of change um, Sometimes backwards and forwards and stuff But do you feel like your influences have changed massively From when you were younger?
1: Uh, Yeah, 100% Like younger me would listen to Like, oh my gosh, I can't even think now I said Adele Like loads I listen to her all the time um even like I used to love Billie Eilish I still love her um but like and then I started sounding like her at one point like when I was younger I just kind of like picked up on her a bit but more now I listen to like Jill Scott so like a few of the oldies um Celeste even though she's quite young she's got quite an old um her voice is quite different and it's not as like modern um who else do I listen to D'Angelo love him so yeah, I definitely listen to like I can't remember what you the question was. <laughs> was the no, question? no, that's it.
0: That's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> was it? How do, you, how do you get to new like? How do you discover new music? Where's your kind of? Where's your go to?
1: Spotify, one hundred percent Spotify. Um, just going on to, I go on to like artists and then just see what the fans also like. Um, so then I just listen to them and then I literally just put them all in a massive playlist and just listen to them so half the people I couldn't tell you who their artists were who the artist was for the songs um, but I just listen to everything um, I don't really have a particular I've got a, like a niche that I listen to but not a particular artist really I kind of just listen to anyone and everyone as, as long as they sound
0: groovy and I can vibe to it, <laughs> it like, what, Do they kind of match the label so what kind of label would you want to put on yourself is probably the first part of that question
1: Ooh, in terms of like a genre?
0: Yeah, and it's a horrible question to ask, I know,
1: but... Oh, see, um, if I could pick three, I would say most definitely there's influences of pop, my music. Um I'd say R&B and maybe with, with my newer stuff, so not the stuff that I've actually released, with stuff I've got to come out, there's jazz influences in it. So I would say it's a bit of a... I don't know if you call that like almost a like neo soul kind of like vibe. it's it, it's a difficult one and I think it's it's gonna grow as I grow as an artist. Um but I don't know, does that answer the question in that kind no, of No, does, does,
0: I think it's one of those questions where you kind of it's a natural reluctance to I suppose pigeonhole yourself, but then I suppose yeah. you sort of wanna have a way of identifying what you sound like for people who don't know 100%. you. 100 um,
1: percent yeah.
0: But is that where is that your go to for listening? Like, if that if you um, want to put something on, is that where you go to?
1: Yeah. So I go to like um, on Spotify. There's um, a playlist called Jazz UK. Listen to Jazz UK all the time. Um, I think there's one called Neo Wave or Neo Soul Wave. Um, yeah. Any anything like that? Like that kind of vibey, um, really chilled out music. I just love that kind of stuff. Absolutely love it. I just if With you, a proper like, groove.
0: You know, well, that's the thing. I just wondered if, like, you went home and listened to like really hardcore metal stuff or something. Oh
1: no! Can you imagine?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. I was like, let's just figure that out. But no, I did figure that that wouldn't really be your scene sort of thing. No,
1: I can but, appreciate it, and I wish I wish I did. Maybe I should start doing that, listening to a bit of Nirvana on the evenings. But um, no, do you know, it's not, it's something I've never really listened to, but I probably would like. It. I can appreciate when it's live, like when I was at uni um I absolutely love listening to some of the bands and like when it's in a live setting just the atmosphere is so different to like me as a performer I think it's so good like um and I really rate people that are in like bands like that I think it's just so the energy is just amazing but um no it's something I've never like I've never been on a walk and just listened to like rock music but maybe I should maybe it's it like a start, a little goal for me.
0: Might <laughs> like broaden my horizons a bit. <laughs> right. Are there any are there any artists that you feel like you should listen to that you kind of either don't for whatever reason? Because you know that there's always those artists that are like the, the big ones they are in the pantheon they either really represent their genre or you know mm-hmm. like say like Bob Marley to reggae or something like that. That kind of ethos. <laughs> Is there anybody that you feel that you should listen to that maybe you kind of like, oh I don't really listen to these as much or
1: um, oh, I'm not too sure, actually. I bet there probably is, but I can't think at the top of my head. Um, I think that there's a lot of artists out there that I could use a lot of inspiration for in terms of songwriting. Like, they really, like, tell a story. Because um, a lot of artists, like, when they write, they start off with, like, a poem almost. And it's something that's really, like... Di- I know Celeste, and I've mentioned her... But her songwriting, um, I've been listening to her recently, and it's just impeccable, like, the way she writes, rather than being like, I'm in love, I'm singing about this. Like, she's really deep, like, in how she writes. And I've tried to, like, take a leaf out of her book recently. But I can't think of anyone else, really. I'm sure there is um, people that I could take a lot of inspiration from, but can't think currently. Well,
0: the other side of the coin, then, um, mm-hmm. I almost apologise for asking this question, but I try and ask everybody. Like, Mm -hmm. what's your guilty pleasure? Who do you listen to that you think, if anybody hears me listening to this now, I'm going to have to do? (laughs)
1: Um, George Michael. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a weird thing for George Michael. I don't know if I used to fancy him or like, I don't know, there's just something about his music and it's quite embarrassing because sometimes I have him, like if I'm home alone having blasting, I think, oh my God, if my family come home or if anyone outside can hear me blasting Careless Whisperer, like, I don't know, there's something about, I don't know, George Michael, I absolutely adore him. I think he's amazing. Yeah,
0: that's, definitely not <laughs> that's definitely not the worst. Rest definitely not the worst example <laughs> that I've probably heard of. <laughs> um, so where, where would you, um, I kind of tail this on to a different sort of question. If you could only listen to music from one decade, where mm-hmm. would you go to? Oh,
1: I'm going to say, I feel like I should say, like, 70s, 80s, because I know that's when music was big. But because now I don't really listen to that kind of, like, style music, I'm going to say, like, a decade we're in now, probably. Um Like, even, like, last decade, I think just because it's the music that I've kind of like because I came into music a little bit later I feel like when I was like 15 16 that's when I started really getting invested um I feel like I can appreciate that music a lot more um because I think now there's so many different artists and so many artists are taking like inspiration from older artists and like the likes of like Jill Scott I know she released music years and years ago but her music sounds like so fresh and modern So I think it's all just kind of, like, mixed now, especially in the, like, niche that I listen to and the genres I listen to. It's all kind of blurring into one now, and I think there's no – I don't think it was any set decade that I'd listen to apart from, like, this one now, I think.
0: It's the one I most enjoy. That's good, because that's a a – it's nice to hear kind of the reasoning behind where that comes from Mm. to a lot of different people. So Mm -hmm. kind of linked to that, but not really – so if you say say you've got you're in charge of a festival like a one day mm-hmm. affair, um, mm-hmm. and you get to pick like five artists. Feel okay. free to put yourself in the mix if you want to. But <laughs> um, who who would be your five that you that would be it? Like that would be your day that you you your best okay.
1: okay, if I was to have a festival, I would have Tom Mitch. Um, I would have Joy Crooks. You know her. Um, I would have, um, I would have Reuben James. He's another fellow Brummie. I think he's from Tamworth. Um, I'd throw in Georgia because she's just amazing. Georgia Smith. And then maybe I'd mix me in there just to try and like, yeah, try and get to know them all. (laughs) That would be my vibe, I think. I'd keep it like jazz vibe, just a proper vibey little, Little festival, yeah. Throw myself
0: in. (laughs) How are you? So you say. Obviously, you've done quite a bit of writing. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you're on the verge? What's going to be coming out next?
1: Yes, I've got a song out Friday, which is a bit different for me. It's a drum and bass kind of baseline song um, with a guy called Bass Boy, and we actually like collabed, like started this collaboration last lockdown, so the very first one actually. Um, so it's been a long time in the making, um, but it's been a nice little thing to do during lockdown, I guess. Um, so that's coming out Friday. A bit different for me, but it's nice to experiment a bit and set a bit of a challenge in terms of like writing. It was a bit more upbeat. Um, and then after that, I'm in the works now, just finalising my next single. Um, so I'm going for March time, um, and that's called Coffee that song is called. So, um, yeah, I've got a few songs. I've got another four after that to kind of like get out over the space of the year. Um, but yeah, lots lots of work to do. I'm excited to release again, finally. Awesome.
0: Are they all going to be sort of coming out as singles or are you going to do EP kind of thing, group it
1: together? Uh, all singles, all singles, yeah. Um, I think it's nice to do singles. I think um, it sets a bit of like anticipation rather than just throwing it all out throwing five songs out for people to hear. Um, But yeah, no, definitely singles. I'm going to keep it as that. I released an EP last time, and um, I wish I kind of, like, spread it out a bit more. Um, So yeah, I'm going to keep it as singles for now.
0: Well, it's one of those things, I suppose they can get buried in in and amongst each other if that happens and it's all just one sort of club. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I I agree.
0: to compare it to, but I figure it's like, if you're watching a show that's released week by week, and you get a new episode mm-hmm. every week, it kind of means more to you than yeah. it, if it's all in one go, and you just kind of—that's
1: it. Yeah, it just binge it all and binge binge all the music. But no, yeah, I think um, setting singles out is nicer. Yeah, it gives you some, something to work on as well, like something because you can like individually work on them and promote them and like create artwork. So it's nice. It sets a bit of a task, I guess.
0: Have you felt any pressure over the lockdown to come out with a big volume of material? Because it's kind of you need to show that you've done something with the time that you've had.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think um the past like probably like November, October, November time, I felt like as a lot of people probably did, I was like, oh, what am I doing? Like this is the worst thing to want to do music during this time. Like it was just a nightmare and definitely felt a lot of pressure to, I don't know, just be putting music on Instagram and like looking productive all the time. But at the end of the day, like Beyonce is probably not doing that all the time. So like, why, why should I like, so yeah, definitely felt the pressures of lockdown. Um, and it's something I had to work on for a little bit and just try and try not to put myself in depression, clear my headspace a bit. Um, and I just, when I felt like that, I kind of listened to music and just tried to like, find new influences, listen to new stuff, just write a little bit more and then come out with a fresh mind, I guess, and a clear mindset. Um, no, 100% felt the pressures of lockdown.
0: Probably you did too as well. Do you, you have, have like, like, um, um, a, well, you might have more than one, but do you have a lockdown song, is the one that you've kind of written, that is about the scenario and the, the mental side of it? Or
1: Yeah, it? I, I li- I've, I've wrote a few, actually, and it's something that I kept doing and I was like, oh, I need to stop writing about lockdown because if I want to go into the studio next and I'm like, oh, I've got a song here, but they're all about lockdown. But um, no, I've, de- I've wrote a few. I put one on my Instagram the other day, actually. Um, I've wrote a few just about, not about me. I try and like, put myself in other people's shoes and like how they're feeling about lockdown and the mental pressures and the, the physical pressures and emotional pressures of lockdown. Um, but no, I've wrote I've wrote a couple of songs, and it's probably nice in the future to look back and be like, oh, wrote this song about the the pandemic. Like it'd be something, it'd be a memory to look back on.
0: <laughs> it's no, weird because it's going to be such a obviously living through it, but it's going to be something that is going to be referred back to, and there's going to be a lot more sort of mm-hmm. I suppose like self-written albums that maybe artists mm-hmm. wouldn't come out with before. So I think you are definitely, no, definitely going to see this kind of lockdown era of music and it's going to sound a bit different and maybe be a bit more hopefully not too dark but you know no
1: well I was listening to music the other day and they were talking about corona and lockdown and like like quite a few of the songs and I was thinking oh my gosh like People are writing about it, like I think more like rap songs. But it's it's crazy how people are like getting influence from it and writing about it. And it's sparking a bit of creativity. Well, I <laughs> hopefully,
0: be balance between kind of the the navel gazy kind of you know introspection stuff to kind mm-hmm. of a blend between the people who are just looking forward to it, getting back to normal and like exactly. a renewed appreciation for what we also take for granted. Um, So what about gigs? I mean, I know it's a bit tentative at the moment, but how are you looking? Mm. Have you got anything booked?
1: Yeah, I've got one booked in. I was um, meant to have one on Valentine's Day, um, but they cancelled that just over a month ago, I think. So I've been booked in for one in April, and that's it so far. Um, I'm hoping, because we missed out on the festival season last year, I went to BIM, um, and BIM are very good at um, getting you... uh, festival gigs so they always have like a little bim stage sometimes they sponsor it um and I was lucky to do 2000 trees I did with them uh two years ago now um so hopefully if we can this year because I missed out on a year of uni almost I'd love to be involved and try and get some festival gigs um and yeah I just have a really good summer if I can do as many gigs as I can I'm never gonna say not that I ever said no before but I'm just gonna do every single one even if it's in Wales, I'm going. I'm there. I <laughs> think
0: well, that's it. I'm it's kind of hope, isn't it, that like the the Glastory being cancelled doesn't yeah. force everybody else to do the same thing and when no, there's not. nothing to do. Because it'd be nice to think there'd be a sense of normality, sort of just around the corner. It does feel a bit closer now than it did before.
1: It does. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I'm really praying. i really um really really well, am.
0: Other than that, I mean, unless there's anything else that you wanted to say about what you've got coming up at the moment, I think that's pretty no. much everything, give or take. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Brilliant. Well, nice. um, yeah, so that's the that song. Of you. Good. Um, hopefully we get to see Real? you doing some stuff. Um, obviously, um, what is your single called that's coming out on Friday? Uh,
1: it's called Being Around Me, um, and it will be on be all on social media and stuff, um, but it's Bass Boy featuring me, Rihanna Keen. So, um, yeah, it should should do really well. It's a nice little, it's a nice little bop. It's a good, it's a good tune. I can imagine it being in like Ibiza or something, that kind of style. Um, but yeah, it's called Being Around Me. And then my song after that is going to be called Coffee, that's released. So yeah. Awesome
0: you for those try and feature them on on Footline Social get those reviewed as well oh cool um, and That'd then good we'll get to you know along with everybody else we'll get to see you at a gig at some point soon
1: fingers crossed well hopefully the one in April goes ahead because I've been nice. I haven't gigged since I was lucky to get one in October just before like yeah, we went into lockdown been, yeah yeah it was a, it was a social distance one it was so bizarre but it was really nice like it sold out but there was all, it was just like all spaced out but it was really nice it was nice to get a glimpse of it but yeah that was the last time I was. I had a gig, so hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. In April, I managed to get one.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah, very that, very is, that was literally it then. Brilliant. So, uh, yeah, we'll Thank you for up. having me. No, no, no. it's also. I, like I said, we've been trying to get in as much of this as we can because we've only sort of just started the podcast. We've only been doing it for a few um, weeks. Um, yeah, I had
1: a little lesson to some of them. <laughs> well, <there's laughs> They're one, really
0: nice. Well, there's ones where we do we do like proper interviews where it's a bit more structured, and then we're doing this new yeah. thing now where. Because um, basically we've all we've all worked together before. We're like we're all mates. We're all local to Birmingham as well. But um, yeah, we basically like just three of us just chat about various Um Oh, that's and we nice. We're going to put that out as a podcast. So
1: ah, oh, that's yeah, a little chat. Yeah, nice. I'll definitely listen.
0: Thank you very much for for coming no on.
1: No worries. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> awesome. well I let you go. Cheers. See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. bye, bye. bye.